And it sounds really easy, but it dries out your mouth and it's really hard. You have something for me. Anybody want to sub in for Emma? We'll go here. 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 I think you should try anyway. Try it anyway. I don't know if she put this as like a slideshow. So the first five like whistles successfully, like we have to hear the whistle. Um, we'll move on to the second round. And then the winner of the second round. Yeah. <laughs> the, first time, the first time can just be like an accident. The second time really shows that you have the skill and you're able to. So you're going to eat all four, then you're going to try to whistle. You can eat them all at the same time, or you can do one at a time. It's up to you. It's up to you. You strategize. I'm going to move, so that's They're all considered backgrounds, I guess. I swear if this sends it to that screen. Okay, good. Probably a I know. Can you like do a command thing to maximize it and then drag it down? Uh, what's the maximize for
worry about that later, though. JK, we're going to do six. Yep, right. Yeah. This is so much nicer. Is there anything than, uh, uh, Not that I can think of. Actually, oh, make it so that I can see the order of those. I'm going to reorder it be in a second. I'm just trying to replace some of these. This one should be right at the top. This uh, one team is not on there. Oh, uh, teams is beneath my Join a team. Whoa, it's in a different order. Right yeah, there. I know. That's the, I don't know what's going on, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's the first. Hold on. Um, so, before we get into the speaking part of the evening, um, we thought it would be a good idea to share the purpose of InterVarsity with you guys so you got to know um, our chapter a little bit. So, InterVarsity is actually an international organization, and so there's chapters just like this one at colleges across the world. Um, so, there should be a slide that says purpose with words on it. Um, we have a purpose statement in NRXD, and it's pretty wordy. I can read it to you if there's not a slide. 
Um, so the purpose of university is to establish and advance at colleges and universities, witnessing communities of students and faculty who follow Jesus as Savior and Lord, growing in love for God, God's word, God's people of every ethnicity and culture, and God's purposes in the world. So, oh, there it is. Um, it's pretty wordy, but um, basically what it means is that we love God, and we're interested in growing in that, and what that looks like in our lives on this campus. Um, so, one of the cool things I think about the purpose is that it has the word growing and advance in it. So, it kind of means that constantly as a community, we're changing. Uh, we're not perfect as college students or as Christians. And we always have new ways in which we can grow and develop in our faith and reach out to new people. Um, so I like that that's like written right into the purpose of university. Um, it also means that university is for everyone from every culture, um, no matter where they came from or where they are at now in their lives, or if they know nothing about Jesus, or if they've been a Christian their whole lives, um, this place is for them. So that's part of why university is here. We also have more. So um, we also have a, a group of students, and um, it's referred to as servant team. So um, they work like behind the scenes and in front of the scenes, out in front of people, um, making sure that everything goes well with university. And um, we talk about the vision uh, and the purpose and why we're here and how we can um, express that through the different things that we do. So we're going to bring up servant team right now. If you're on servant team, you can come up now and just introduce ourselves. Um, to come and help. It is such a great experience. We've done it a few times. 
Uh, it'll be Wednesday night. You'll get there about 8, 8.30. Make sure everybody has dinner. Um, make sure everybody's in bed, clean up, and then we have separate living quarters for you. Um, you get up early in the morning, you cook breakfast for people, uh, make sure everybody's out and about um, early in the morning, you clean up and you come back here. And it's a great time to practice talking with new people. Um, these people who stay at the shelter are very interested in it. You can play games, and if you need to, you can bring some homework. <laughs> um, so talk to me about that if you're interested at all. Uh, I'll be going this week to start out. Um, and so another one of the things that we do is called our core meeting. So that happens at 5.30 in the room just down the hall there, right before large group. And that's a time for our chapter members um, to come together and go a little deeper into some things. Some of the things that we talk about are what's going on in the chapter and some decisions that we're making and how we can all participate that and move forward in it. Um, we'll do some trainings, uh, like for example, we'll talk about proxy stations. If you don't know what proxy stations are, <laughs> then come. <laughs> um, and we'll practice doing different things and learning different skills. Uh, we'll go deeper into the conversations that we have at large groups. So after some large group series that we're going to do, we'll actually talk about that in core um, and how it relates to different parts of our lives uh, and a little different aspect of our group. It's really great. Everybody is welcome. Hope to see you there. Hello everyone, so I'm Bobby, I'm the small group coordinator. So small groups, they are somewhat self-descriptive. They are small groups typically five, seven people or so. Um, and what they do is they come together every week and they will do Bible study typically. And then it's just a group that you get to know and care for and become a part of. And it's just a you know little community of close friends and people you get to you know look forward to getting together with every single week. So currently, I believe we have a number of small group leaders here. So if they would be stand, willing to stand up. <laughs> if you are interested in joining this small group, then talk with them in a room, and they can tell you more about when they meet, what they do, and what they're studying. So those are small groups. They can sit back down. Hi, I'm Maddie. And I'm Jeremy, and we are fortunate enough to be your vice presidents this semester and this semester as well. Um, something that uh, us as VP do is that we're very focused in like a lot of the outreach events that Interpark City does, um, NSO events, new student outreach. Um, at the beginning of each semester, we take advantage of a new season, like a new schedule to like reach out to the campus, um, try to explain who we are, um, what are some of our goals as InterVarsity, um, and try to like show how we can transform on people's lives through God's love. Um, another thing that we do is that we have, um, or, sorry, um, as uh, all uncertainty, we have the ability to um, work on our leadership. Um, and something that Maddie and I lead is strategy team. So the work's not totally just on us. We have an entire team to confer with, help with like planning logistics, ideas for events, and different things that the campus would be more effective and would reach that effect. Oh, yeah, so um, some of the NSO events that we are doing, um, so again, NSO is the new student outreach. Um, some of the events that we have going on early this semester is that this Sunday we're having a barbecue at the Sundial Dormside 
Um, it's right in front of Gracie's for those who might not be as geologically sufficient as I am. Then also, we have um, this upcoming Wednesday next week a follow-up potluck. So a big part of also is not just having events, but is also reaching out to people that come to our events to follow up with them on potluck now. Um, so the idea of this potluck is not to just like follow up with them in like a passive way, but to invite them to this event where they can kind of get an idea of what the community of InterVarsity feels like, or with like a nice conversation, just like great food. Um, we all encourage you to like bring food to that. Um, it's worked out really great in the past, and I'd love to see you guys there. Um, but another um, idea of what potluck is for is for a follow-up. So follow-up is the idea that after like we have um, people come to our events, that we contact them afterwards in a period usually like 24 hours after. So it's still fresh in their mind like how they came to this event. We ask them, what did you like about this event? Would you like to learn more about InterVarsity and offer an invitation to come to a future event? Could be larger, could be another potluck. Um, but there's a lot of opportunities to um, follow up with and have people be involved. Um, our last thing that we have is that every Thursday, um, we found out that CAB is having um, movies that they do every Thursday night, which is great to like go, I believe it's free. Um, and right across the hall from that, um, we have started serving out like free pizza to like people that like when they're standing in line before they go to the movies. Um, and it's just a great opportunity to like just really serve the campus and show them that like we're here as like a loving force um, to really show that love to the campus. Um, if you have any questions about the team, feel free to contact us. And it's up. One other thing, NSO events are also known as welcome back events, and so um, that's what they're titled in the newsletter. If you get the newsletter, you might see those on posters. So that's also that's the same thing that we're talking about. Um, so I'm Jess again. Uh, I'm large group coordinator, and this is large group. That's where you are. So thanks for coming. Um, I like large group because uh, members who've been in university forever are here, but also new people are here, and that's the goal. We want to bring new people here to meet them and get to know them. Um, and this is a place where we can come together after a week and learn about God and become equipped with skills, uh, leadership skills, and just um, learning new things about what it's like to be a Christian um, here in the same environment. And it looks differently uh, every week. We have speakers come in, we have uh, large group and small group discussions within university, we do workshop type things sometimes, or panels, because um, there's different ways to learn about God. And um, I personally really like large group because I have, um, every Friday I can come and I have a ton of friends in university and uh, you get to build relationships with them and meet the new people that come. And um, it's just encouraging to have this community around you um, and to just do the whole chapter together at one time. So. This is large group. Uh, we have a lot of exciting things coming up this semester. Uh, so this series about purpose, um, we like to do things together also on Friday nights. So sometimes like during Freeze Fest, we don't meet here, but we go to an event together. So we'll be doing that on week four. And then after that, we'll have special nights for like girls night and guys night for the following weeks. And then after spring break, we have two more series. One of them will be bringing in a lot of people from sometimes outside our to talk about religion and race um, and big topics like that and how we can serve our world beyond just RIT and then we'll be talking about worrying with them a little bit at the end. So there's a lot of cool things to look forward to coming up and if you have any questions about all of this you can talk to me also. So this was our team.
So we hope you got to know NRSD a little bit and our purpose here. So please talk to us whenever you have questions, or Tammy, by the way, is our staff advisor. So she's not a student. Um, so you can talk to her too about NRSD. Uh, thanks, guys. Go away. <laughs>
skiing, snowboarding, rock climbing, camping, running, horseback riding. Uh, I haven't necessarily liked all of those things. Um, I've done things like photography, water coloring, baking cakes and cookies, and writing short stories, playing music, making up board games, and random things. I've done and tried a lot of activity, activities, um, but that doesn't, hasn't necessarily given me answers about what my purpose in life is. Um, I've also taken a lot of risks in life. Um, I've stepped out of my comfort zone in a lot of ways. Um, I've taken up leadership roles that I didn't think I would be qualified for. Um, I have loved people that didn't love me back. Um, I got married at 23 years old and moved to Rochester where I knew two people and came to work at campus that I knew nothing about <laughs> and chose to live um, in a house full of six housemates. Um, in a low-income, uh, struggling neighborhood, urban neighborhood, um, to explore what a witness community uh, could look like after college. Um, so I've done a lot of things that have stretched me beyond my comfort zone, but I still don't know uh, what my purpose in life is. In fact, I am 17 weeks pregnant, and I still don't know what my purpose in life is. It's true. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> And I still don't know what my purpose in life is. So, you asking those questions in college, totally understandable. Just so you know, spoiler, that you're not going to necessarily figure it out while you're in college. Um, or if you get married, or if you have kids, like, you still may not fully um, know or understand what your ultimate purpose is. Um, so, the, the idea for tonight is not actually um, to give you an answer of, like, what is my purpose in life. Um, but as I've thought about this, I have three thoughts that have um, come to mind um, as I've been thinking about this question of what is my purpose, and as I personally have been wrestling through this myself. Um, so before I get into that, I just wanted to actually clarify what I define as purpose, just so you guys know we're on the same page. Um, and as Jess was saying, actually, um, university, just to clarify also, uh, NRVRC is a national organization. We have a sister movement in other countries. So there are other university, universities, so there's student-led um, groups, campus groups um, uh, that are related or they have connections to university as a whole, but they're not necessarily called university. They're called the International Fellowship of Evangelical Students. Um, for university, we're called University Christian Fellowship USA. Um, and so for us as an organization, um, we have a purpose statement and we have a vision statement uh, that we try to embody for me as staff, um, living that out, and for us as a chapter um, on campus, we're trying to live those things out in what we're doing in the day to day. Um, so we've already introduced and heard what our purpose is, um, and just to um, uh, remind you of what it is, um, we want to, it's in response to God's love, grace, and truth um, that University Christian Fellowship USA. Um, seeks to establish and advance on college, colleges and universities, witnessing communities of staff and faculty and students um, who, are grow, who are growing in love for God's word, who follow Jesus um, Christ as Lord and Savior, um, growing in love for God, God's word, God's people of every nation, um, every culture, and growing in love for God's purposes in the world. Um, so that's our purpose. That's, that's our purpose. Our vision statement is to see lives transformed in the campus community and world changes felt. 
they might be thinking they will see a difference or they sound sort of similar or um, vision and purpose could be kind of interchangeable. Um, this is how I usually define um, or differentiate the difference between vision and purpose. Um, purpose explains why we exist. And vision is actually what it looks like if we lived out that purpose successfully. Um, so yes, we're working towards the vision of seeing people's lives transformed as we establish and advance women's and communities on this college campus. Um, but we exist, our purpose is we exist because we are establishing and advancing women's and communities. Um, so that's how I'm using the term purpose, uh, why we exist. And so when I think about the question, what is our purpose, um, one, I think, um, one, one thought that comes to mind is that I think when most people think about it, um, in, in terms of how, how long it takes um, to figure out what our purpose is, I'm like, I feel like it would take a really long time. Like, if I'm already uh, graduated from college, married, about to have a kid, um, don't know what my purpose in life is, that's already like at least 20-something years that have passed, and I don't know what my purpose in life is, Am I going to be like 60, 70, 80 years old before I figure out uh, what my purpose in life is? Um, that seems really silly um, and a waste of time because then you spend your whole life trying to figure out what your purpose is and then you won't get to live out your full purpose or you use your whole life trying to figure out what your purpose is. Um, and then you have that whole question of what is it you want to do that long, so you have that as well. Um, so that's my written thought number one. No, uh, thought number two is that sometimes if we're, if we're thinking about what is our purpose in life, we think about the bigger scope or theme, the theme of things, which is great. But sometimes we don't, we neglect, or we don't think about smaller things as well. So like, for example, um, I have a pet rabbit. Um, I rescued her from a shelter, and she's really old, so nobody really wanted her. Um, she's really cute, but I rescued her. And I was thinking, like, what if my purpose in life was to adopt this rabbit and rescue her? Like, what, what if that's my ultimate purpose in life? What does that mean, right? Or what if, um, what if you're supposed to be this person who's uh, supposed to pass this class? And that's your ultimate purpose in life, right? Or what if you're supposed to be the person who's supposed to make the biggest pizza in the world, right? Like, it seems, it sounds ridiculous, right? Like, those, those examples sound ridiculous, but they're also those, those tiny things that I think um, we, we neglect to think about because we're thinking about a bigger scope of things. Um, but I think it also seems ridiculous because when we think about our purpose, we don't think about it in terms of individual events um, or, or times or places. Um, we think about it as a whole. Um, but my third thought is actually tied to, I think there's some relationship between the two. Um, I think there's um, something we need to learn about what is our purpose in terms of hold, and how does that relate to those smaller things as well? Um, because I think we need to be able to reconcile those things. Um, and I think in talking about our purpose, and even all the things that I was talking about earlier in terms of things I've done or things I've learned about myself, um, you learned a lot about me in me sharing those things, right? And so I think in exploring our purpose, our purpose is so closely tied to our identity that, and even the why do I exist, right? Like that's what is our purpose, if we're using purpose, why do I exist as the definition of purpose. Um, it's so closely tied to our identity that in order to figure out what our purpose is, we have to ask ourselves a very different 
action. Um, and so I think that question is, if we think it, when we're thinking about what is our purpose, we have to actually ask ourselves, where does our, where does our sense of purpose come from? Um, so I want you to take a minute to reflect on that a little bit. Um, because another way to think about it in terms of where does my sense of purpose come from um, can be what drives you, what really drives you in your day-to-day -day life. Um, because your sense of purpose will affect those big things and those small things as well. Um, and that can look like very different things. It could be, um, so what drives you in your day-to-day -day life? Is it your fear of failure um, or your sense of failure in the eyes of society or how um, your family views you? Um, is it your need to be needed? Uh, like if you're not helping someone, you feel like you're empty or you're, you're purposeless on this earth. Um, is it your insecurity about your future? Um, not sure what you'll do if you're, um, you don't have a job after you graduate, feeling lost around that. Um, is it a desire for attention, for power, for control? Those are just some examples of the things that are at the root of what could be driving our day-to-day -day life, our day-to-day -day decisions. Um, and I think we need to take time to think about that. Um, because I think we, we put ourselves on autopilot so much that we're actually not making those connections. Um, so I just want to take, you take, I want you guys to take a minute, um, just think about that for a second, and then I want you to hold on to that thought and say, move on. So the question I'm thinking about, you're thinking about is what really drives you in your day-to-day -day life, or where does your sense of purpose come from? So just take a minute to reflect. So that was hopefully not enough time. Um, and you might not even have, you might have even just like scratched the surface just barely. Because um, I think it takes it takes time and we're out of practice. Like we don't think about that on a regular basis in terms of um, where does my sense of purpose come, come from and how does my day-to-day -day life uh, reflect that. Um, but I want you to hold on to that thought. Um, and, and keep thinking about every time you think about what am I doing here, what is my, what is my purpose, why am I doing this, always think about where, where does your purpose come from, um, who, who gives you that, or what, what is driving that. Because if you're someone like me who 
believes that I am a follower of Jesus. He's my Lord and Savior. Um, then he is the one who defines and gives me my purpose. Um, my purpose comes from him um, and how I relate to him. And so if you are, you are in that boat like me, um, then we are, we are created in his image and we believe that all people are created in his image um, and are born with dignity and value um, and that we are broken people uh, who have messed up this image uh, in us and in others. But we also have hope. Um, we have hope in God because he created a way for us um, through his innocent and perfect son, um, through the death and resurrection of him, um, to be made whole again. And God invites us to be part of restoring his creation, restoring um, his kingdom to, to wholeness. Um, and so our purpose in life is to love God and to love people. Um, and if you are a follower of Jesus, then, then that is your source of purpose. That is where our purpose, our sense of purpose comes from. And that changes everything. It changes the big things, it changes the small things, and it changes everything in between. Um, so when I think about, as I've been wrestling um, with my own purpose in life, um, I've actually strangely been growing less and less worried about finding a sweet spot. Because I think my whole life I've been trying all these different things or kind of being anxious about um, trying to control things or trying to find, like, why am I not passionate about this, like, one thing? And you see all these people who are great, like, they are a great basketball player, they are a great this, they are a great that. Um, and not feeling like I'm great in any way. Um, but I think I've grown less and less worried about finding a sweet spot as I've been like bringing myself back to where does my sense of purpose come from? Um, and asking myself that question because if my, if, like I said, if our purpose is so closely tied to our identity and our identity is in Christ, um, then everything, all my other identities are secondary to that. Um, everything is, everything comes out of that. So my identity as a staff worker, as a wife, a mother, a daughter, a mentor, hostess, um, caretaker, student, and whatever whatever identity you might take on um, as a person in your day-to-day -day life, um, all those things are secondary to your identity in Christ. Um, and so those things help us um, live out what our purpose is in, in being able to love God and love people. Um, so my role and identity as a wife, um, as a staff worker, like those things are going to shape how I love God and they're going to be they're going to be different in how I love God and love people, um, and it's not always easy. So that's why it's a it feels like an unsatisfactory answer of like, there you go. Um, my my purpose in life is to love God and love people. Like very abstract um, at times, and actually it creates more tension for me. Particularly, it feels like it creates more tension. Um, things are less clear. And I don't have a 10-year plan written out for me to give me my stuff to step things of what I'm supposed to do to live out my purpose to love God and love people. Yeah. So um, for me being a planner, I, like, I wish I had those things. I wish God would give me those things. Um, but he gives us in his words um, ways that we can actually love God and love people. Um, and in doing so, we get to grow in that as well. Um, and it creates space for us to trust him more. Um, 
we're not, we're not, um, we don't need to, to trust ourselves, we don't need to rely on other people, um, but we need to hear from them. Um, but ultimately, that identity rests in God. Um, and there is trust in him, there is to be that, and we need to know and get to know him more. Um, yeah, so our purpose is tied so closely to that, right? And so if our purpose in life is to love God and love people, then how does that, my question to you then, is how does that shape your life? How does that shape your decisions? Is it actually shaping your life and decisions? Um, so my challenge to you, especially if you are someone who is a follower of Jesus and you call him, you call him as Lord and Savior, um, my challenge to you is, how are you letting your relationship with Jesus shape your life? Are you actually letting him shape your life? Because going to a small group, coming to a large group, um, reading the Bible and praying every morning or every day does not mean that he's shaping the rest of your life or that he's shaping your decision. Um, you could read your Bible for 15 minutes or two hours and then have nothing to do with Jesus because the rest of your decisions did not let him shape your decisions or shape your mind or shape how you interact with people. Um, so that is, that is my challenge to thinking about Reflecting on, is it actually something you're doing? Um, is, is God's your relationship with God actually having an impact on your decisions and how you, how you budget your time, how you uh, think about your classes, how you think about your professors, how you treat your roommate, how you um, interact with your family? All those things, because if he really is the Lord of our life, then we need to actually hand over our life. Um, and, and hold those things loosely before him. Um, if you're new here, if you're um, kind of curious about who God is and trying to learn more about him, then I think the question to think about is, um, where is your sense of identity, of your sense of purpose coming from? Um, where, what is driving your day-to-day -day life, and how is that going for you? Um, is it filling out those empty spots or gaps? Is it... Is it doing all that you think it should be doing? Are you pursuing all the things that you think um, are filling you out and fulfilling your ultimate purpose? Um, yeah, so I think we need to take time to think about that um, and to reflect on that. And if you think you don't have time to reflect on that and do that, then that's exactly why you should. Um, because the other part of the question is how are you creating space to hear from God, right? Because if you're not doing that on a regular basis, then that's already going to answer your question of whether or not you're letting God um, shape your life. Um, so I'm going to give you guys just a few minutes to reflect on that or write something down if you like need to write a next step for yourself in terms of, I need to make time tomorrow or tonight or sometime this weekend to like start thinking about that or if you already have some habits that you've incorporated, like maybe you are spending time reading the Bible or praying every day, maybe this is a question you need to bring before God during those times, um, or if you're in the I don't have time to think about this, then you should think about how you need to make time to do that, um, because otherwise you guys are going to be on autopilot, right? And so then you're just going to be whatever your default autopilot is when you come to what you're thinking about, what's actually driving your life that's going to be the thing that's going to take over. And if it's not 
what God is saying, then then take a very different path than, than it would be to, to learn how to love God and so um, so take a few minutes if you need to write a next step for yourself, if you need to um, reflect a little take a little time to reflect a little bit more, um, jot something down or reflect a little bit. Um, I would give you guys a chance to do that.
Um, so there's a bunch of different ones having to do with outreach or um, small groups, a lot of different things. So if you're interested uh, in joining a team, there's a list up there, and we also have a sign-up list down front. I believe it's still there. Um, if you're interested in that, and you can also talk to any of the leaders uh, that are on serving team about any of those you might be interested in. Oh, especially, yes, we have a new team that Emma is leading um, this semester and it's advertising team. So um, if you're creative and uh, you want to use your talents in that way, um, making flyers or posters or things to help advertise our events, that's also something you can look into and you can ask Emma about that. Um, so we have been MCs for the day and if you're like, wow, they're cool, I want to be them. Probably that's it. <laughs> um, but uh, we have MCs at Large Group every week, and they're the people who say the announcements and lead us through the evening. And we need more people to be MCs, so Tammy's going to be training us about how to be these really well. We probably did a decent thing. Um, but it's next Thursday from 5 to 6 30. Hopefully, it's going to be in the mosaic room, but they haven't plugged me. I think you can go to the wrong person. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Uh, you go into the training doesn't mean like you're written in stone, you have to be an MC, but you'll learn a lot of valuable skills and it's a good way for you to grow, especially if you're new, um, working with people who've done this a lot and stuff. So if you're interested, talk to us or Jamie. Next, um, all of you should have gotten an envelope with your name on it when you came in. So you can if you shouldn't have opened it yet, but if you did, it's no big deal. But if you haven't, like you weren't supposed to. Um, you can open them now. And you can't pronounce that word that's inside that says it's called Vasilea. So we're going to have, I'm going to come up for a second and talk a little bit about what that is. So, you guys all have invitations, and yes, the servant team did write all of those differently to each one of you. It's personalized to kind of, um, <laughs> to, to really uh, invite you to come with us to Basilea. Um, if you haven't been to Basilea before, even if you haven't been in Mahalo or Kesher, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what it is. So, it's up in the Adirondacks, and I live there in the Tetons. I've been on many mountains and it's beautiful and amazing and I love it. Um, but that's not cool. <laughs> um, so we go up, uh, we stay at a Young Life camp they have there that they let us use. Um, it's on Saranac Lake. It's all of the university chapters in New York and New Jersey. And there are three different weeks that you can come to or that you can choose to come to just because there are so many people and people end at different times at the end of the semester. So we'll be going to week two. Um, a typical day of Basilea is you wake up, um, you can go to morning prayer if you want to, that's a large group setting prayer, which is something that we have on our prayer meetings here, but it's a large one, so you don't generally see that, and it's very interesting to go to. Uh, there's breakfast, um, you can sit at your own table with all of, uh, this chapter's university people, or sit at other tables and meet people from around the state or a different state. Um, they have, there's a worship session, uh, there's a quiet time we do at RIT. We often don't get time to just pause and not think about what's going on, <laughs> um, about homework that we're trying to do or what we need to do. We're here 
uh, in the day. So that's a time um, you'll get a passage to read in your Bible. Um, just think about it, read it, spend some time with God, uh, and rest your mind a little. It's really good. Um, there are different tracks that you can pick. So like my first year at Basile, I did the small group leaders track. So um, there's a large time during the day where you're in your track. So you go to your room and they lead you through whatever activities you're going to do. So for me, in the, in the small group leaders track, we learned how to lead a small group. And we were led through a small, small group every day. Um, there's also one called Encountering Jesus. So that's going through, I think last year we did the Gospel of Mark. Um, and so going through the different Bible passages, uh, the different stories about Jesus and seeing what he did and what um, we can pull from there and how we can apply it to our lives and just really discover who he is. Uh, there are different ones. There's transforming prayer, uh, and that one's a little different. You go around and you pray for the different groups, too. There are different types of prayer. That's pretty cool. Um, there's an origins one, so that's finding out like our way back history. Uh, that the Bible talks about that we often don't hear about um, in settings like this. Um, there's a serving leaders track, uh, so if you're going to be on serving team, like we did that last year, um, that's a particular one for leaders where you plan what we're doing for the next year. And there are a couple of them ones that I'm not remembering at the moment, um, but lots of different things. Uh, there's a big session at the end of the day um, where everyone comes, they have great speakers. If you were here last semester, Jonathan Walton came. He's generally one of the speakers um, for a particular week. Um, yeah, and it's a, and you have free time too. They have pool tables and uh, you can go swimming, you can play volleyball, you can go explore, you can take naps, you can bring a hammock, you can go walking around on trails, uh, you can eat food, and the food is amazing. Um, so there are lots of different things that can go on doing throughout the week. It's an amazing experience, and you won't want to miss it. Um, so there's also okay. So there's a registration party that we're happening that we're having next week. So registration opens for Basilea at midnight on Wednesday morning. So it's like Wednesday at 12 a.m. So really Tuesday night. So um, Tuesday night at 10 o'clock, we're going to be meeting outside of Commons on the SCD or the Student Development Center. Um, on the dorm side, and we're going to bring, bring some board games and some hot chocolate, and you can bring your own board games or card games or homework. Um, <laughs> you can do homework during the party, uh, and then we'll sign up at midnight before spots are taken up. Now, Basilea spots for that week aren't, like, you can still wait a little bit if you're still not sure and sign up later. However, work crew generally fills up very soon, like, Binghamton. Tammy's homeschool has a thing where they like to fill the whole thing up like the day of, like at eight in the morning. So we're gonna beat them. Here we are. Yeah. Uh, so work crew um, is a thing that only only four of us did it last year. Two of them graduated. I was one of the four people. <laughs> um, it is really great. It's another week, so that would be week three if you're doing it. So um, you do week two, the regular Boston, and then you stay later for the next week, and it's a different way of learning how to live with Jesus. It's through serving people. So I served food the entire week. Um, I got to have a tray without, like, my wrist was bent. <laughs> um, and I served food to everybody. Uh, Alex did uh, bakery stuff. Caleb, oh no, there are five of us. Caleb and Jeremy and Daniel um, 
do the dishwashing, there is cleaning stuff, there's laundry stuff, and you get times during the day to connect with each other and have fun, you have your own free time. It's very different, and it was very good. Um, and that fills up quickly. And if you go, you get a $200 scholarship off week two that you're going to go to. So huge incentive. It's free. Um, yeah, so we're going to be having a party on Tuesday, and I'll be there. And you should go. If you have any questions, ask me. Um, so we just talked to you for a really long time, and you said a lot of things, but we had a long break, we had to catch you up. Um, anyways, if you just got here and you're like, I just wanted to see what university was, and you just told me about the tracks and our conference, um, there's more ways you can find out about everything you just said. So we have a newsletter that Anna sends out for us, so if you don't get it and you didn't sign up when you signed in, talk to Emma. Um, and she can give you the newsletter. Um, we have little cards that Emma made for us that have a summary of all these announcements that this will be about if you didn't see Emma also. Um, we have a website right there. No, it's not up there. Well, it's rit.edu slash ivcf. No, it's not. ivcf.rit.edu. ivcf.rit.edu. ivcf.rit.edu, apparently. Um, I've done that before. Uh, we also have social media, Instagram, and Facebook, and Twitter, and we keep that updated with things that are going on. So, if you're like, I don't remember anything you said, you can go there and check it out. Um, and we don't want you to get too distracted by announcements that you forget what Tammy talked to us about. So, um, please, like, continue to talk and reflect about what we were thinking about today at our after event. So... Um, so we have after events, so um, that's an event after large group. Um, so tonight, what we're going to do uh, is we're going to go over to the mo no yeah mosaic room um, for board games and snacks, and if somebody wants to pull up a movie or something, we can just hang out and we can talk about and talk to about large group or just get to know each other and relax a little bit. Um, so yeah, so we'll meet for that in about five minutes. We can meet over like out in the lobby where we came in. Yeah, so go to after events and have a great rest of your weekend.